Uh, a lot of you know that my wife, Anna, and I, before we moved here to San Antonio, we were based at Bethel Church in Redding, California. We traveled full-time, and uh, there's, there's this church. We did a tour in Australia several times, and our favorite church to go to in Australia was a church called Encounter Life. And uh, I don't just say this because we're at Kingdom Life now, but when we, when we went to, Kingdom, or to Encounter Life, and right around that same year uh, attended kingdom life as guest speakers um we left and ann and i both went man those churches feel so much alike in fact we said kingdom life and encounter life are like two of our very favorite churches to speak in ever just because of the presence of god that was so strong and i can honestly say that it's just such a similar dna when we were there uh with pastor murray and at a counter life church and here at kingdom life because they honored the presence more than anything else and i just want to say this about murray he um he is the founder he's been in ministry probably longer than i've been alive but him and his wife are founders of encounter life church on the central coast of australia um they have since uh merged in with another church that's doing incredible things in the community and now um, Pastor Muzz is traveling all around Australia and really around the United States. He's, he's like on the, in the middle of a tour here in America. And I can honestly say that not only is Murray extremely gifted, extremely prophetic, uh, extremely anointed, a great speaker, but he's just one of the most humble people you'll ever met ever meet, and he just has such a deep love for people, and uh, we had an awesome lunch today, um, just, you know, he already started prophesying into our church, and then he starts prophesying over Joey, I, I went out to help Anna with something in the car, and then I came back in, and he's like prophesying over Joey, and Joey has his phone, I'm like, this is amazing, so that was an appetizer for what we get tonight, he has an amazing word for our church, so let's just welcome Pastor Murray Newman. Thank you, thank you, guys, thank you, bless you. Let me just get myself set. Just before you sit down, I want you to turn to three people and say, strong is safe. Yes. That's Pastor Joey's new tattoo. It's going to have that. Strong is safe. I tell you what, you're blessed. I hope you can understand me. If you can't understand my accent, although I'm not the only one that doesn't have one, I'll have to get Chuck up here to interpretate for you. So I don't know if I speak slower or faster or whatever, but um, I'm going to try my best to sound as Australian as I can. <laughs> but you're in a great place, let me tell you, when we met for lunch today and you know what, I'd rather be watched over by someone strong than someone that's weak. I'd rather someone guarding and making sure that I get moving in my destiny by someone who's not going to let me off the hook than someone that's passive. Passive is yuck. That's true? Man, I feel like I'm at home. But uh, I'm so honoured and it's really wonderful to be with you. Pastor Joe and Pastor Kelly, it's very amazing. Of course, my little brother and sister you've had for a little while. We really wanted to adopt them and make them part of Encounter Life, but they wouldn't. I even found him a church in Sydney to come to, but he wouldn't come. <laughs> and I understand why now, because this is part of his, their destiny. And I tell you what, I'm gonna, my word now, we're going to pray for some people, okay, and it could get very crazy real quick. But... Before I do, you're going to have one big word for all of you. Is that cool? Yes. Well, that's good. So, because I, I had this word that I was going to preach for you. And so, but then I got ambushed because I thought, well, I might just ask Jesus in a couple of days ago, have you got anything for them? And it took a completely, I got ambushed and a completely another message came out of that. So this is Kingdom Life's message from the Church of Australia to you. Is that cool? So I want to turn in your Bibles to John chapter 10, verse 10. And once you put, you get, who's there? You remember in the good old days in the Bible, we used to hear paper rustling. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you don't hear anybody. Everybody just looks to the screen. Before I read this, I want you to put your hand on your heart and say this prayer after me. Man, you're obedient. Australians, you kind of have to yell and very rebellious. And say this after me. Dear Father God, Dear Father God speak, to my heart. speak to my heart. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. I've never heard that ever before in a Texan accent. My heart. It's heart. Everybody say heart. Yeah, it's better. Speak English. Okay, here we go. You ready? John chapter 10, verse 10. This is your scripture. The thief comes, nothing else does he come but to steal, to kill, and destroy. Full stop. I have come, Jesus speaking, that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. You're in for more. See, let me explain this to you. It's okay to move? Cool. Because <laughs> you got half of you I don't know are carrying guns for all I know. <laughs> Is that true? Is safe? At least half. And that's just the girls. Strong is safe. Strong is safe. Strong, oh gosh. Here we go, come on, we've got to preach. Is, see there's, this is how I found out life works. There's an order to things. Number one, God. Number two, people. Number three, stuff. And when, <laughs> do you understand stuff? Is that a, American? Stuff. Things. Stuff. And whenever you get the order wrong, you're in trouble. Whenever you get that order wrong, you're, it's not, life is not going to work for you. That's why Jesus says, you know what? We're frightened about things being taken often that's just stuff. And I'm here to really pull the pin on stuff, interrupting your walk with God. Because you know what? Really, the stuff can be taken. The stuff can be stolen. The stuff can be killed. The stuff can be destroyed. And whatever, let me tell you this, whatever gets your focus gets you. Money gets your focus, it's got you. If she gets your focus, she's got you. Got ya? you? You understand that? Problem gets your focus, it's got you. But if Jesus gets your focus, he's got you. <laughs> we just got to let him get our focus. And see, once you get that, then the focus is right. And then the stuff. See, we'll, you're going to go through pain. That's the good news. And it is. Where's that girl going to Indonesia? Oh, man, I've got to. Is that you, darling? Let me tell you this. You're going to learn to say this while you're away. God is adding to me. That's a shield for you because it's not going to feel like that in your emotions, okay? I've been to Indonesia, I don't know how many times. He's adding to you. See, a thief, when he takes something, runs from you. Is that true? Man, when truck, when truck drives me, I think he's stolen the car. <laughs> but you've got to realize we have someone that's what? Coming to us. See, God is always looking for you, always out for you, always coming towards you. You have a father that's always got his eyes on you. There is nothing, your Bible says this, that there is nothing in this world and in the other world and anything even under this world that can separate you from him. There's no stuff that can separate you from him. There's not even people that can separate you from him. That's why, you know what, can you, when you think of that, can anything, can any demonic force, can the thief really steal what Jesus gives you? Uh-huh. Yeah, some of you are smart. You've realized, you know what, what he gives us, nothing can take from us. And we have to learn to live. Are you telling me? I'm telling you. You have to learn to live at that level. Where the thief is so frustrated. Because he'll try and take stuff. He'll try and kill stuff. He'll try and destroy things. 
But you know what? If you can learn to live at a level where God is the top, people and stuff, things change. See, what in your life can be killed? Maybe your marriage. Maybe someone close to you could die. But let me tell you something. Let me even deal with that one. (laughs) See, Jesus had this terrible habit of ruining funerals. And even then, that's why people are so important. That's why, you know what, when you connect people to God, Jesus says they will never taste death. Is that true or not? He says that. You know, if my words abide in you, you will, death will never touch you. If you're born again today, you are never going to die. One day, if you're lucky, you might get invited to Murray Newman's funeral. But I'm not dead. <laughs> now you've got to realize that with every believer that you're dealing with. That's why it's so important to get people born again. Because if you like, Jesus has now made death irrelevant. He's killed death. What? We sing that song. What? Death no longer has its sting. Psalm says that. See, well, you're worried about things being killed off. Why? Because you know what? And I'm going to say this over and over to you. Because he's come. Abundant kingdom life. Jesus is coming to you. He has come to you that you might have life, so much life, that it's just ridiculous. See, how do you steal from a rich person? I can remember I was telling the the guys, you say guys, I was going to say blokes, but you don't know what that is. (laughs) Blokes. Just turn to a bloke and say, g'day, bloke. (laughs) Perfect. And this is now my world. Since I, uh, I, we sowed our church. That's what we literally did. We sowed our church so that we could have greater influence to the church. God really spoke to me about not doing our church, but the church. And it's been amazing since then to see what God's started to do. So my weeks and days are bizarre. So one Friday night, I'm sleeping in a church hall to minister there for the weekend right out in the bush, like we're talking the outback in a place called Ningen, where it's mainly an Aboriginal community and we were locked inside a cyclone fence inside that surrender and they put two dogs in the yard so that no one would steal anything while they knew that we were in the building. So to sleep in the floor and do that. The next Friday, I'm with my wife Susie and we're on a $13 million yacht that they bought secondhand. Because they couldn't figure out, they, couldn't, they hadn't been able to find a house in Sydney yet, so they thought, we'll just buy a boat to live in. <laughs> Beautiful boat. It wasn't bad. <laughs> By my standards, you know. And it was interesting because I was just dropping Susie off to minister to these girls on this boat. And when I did that, I, I double parked. Do you know what that means? I double parked. And so I race in, and I'm just in a T-shirt and jeans, but on this boat, you don't wear T-shirt and jeans. Mm. So I show up at the end of the game going, kiss Susie goodbye, but then they saw me, and they wanted me to come in and help with the ministry. And I said to them, yeah, but I'm double parked. And she said, so? Yeah. See, the find was irrelevant. Even having the car towed away was relevant see you're threatened by what you're going to lose come on I think it's finally so you think you're going to lose see what can the thief really take from you come on we're not supposed to fear 
behind every fear is a lie. We're on a journey, all of us are on a journey of eradicating lies and fears from our life. Because truth is making you free. It's a continual work. Everywhere you're fearful, let me give you a heads up. Everywhere you're fearful of, anything you have a fear of is a lie. And you need to drill down to find out what that lie is and eradicate it and go on a journey to make a new default in that, in that situation. If you fear losing, there's a lie. Now, either I'm really good or I'm really bad. I can't tell yet because you go real quiet. <laughs> that's good? Oh, that's good, that's good. You're dialed in. See, and the thing is, often we have things in our life that are destroyed. Maybe your marriage has been destroyed. Maybe your career's been destroyed. Maybe your ministry's been destroyed. Maybe your mind or your health has been destroyed. <laughs> but the thing is, God, and I want you to write this down, God is awesome at Mosaic. You can't destroy anything that's in the Creator's hand. It's easy to wreck things. Is that true? It's easy to wreck things. If we let you run amok, run amok, do you understand what that? <laughs> in here, you could wreck things really easy, but it takes a much more higher power to create it and build it. And the thing is, with our God, you know what? No one can wreck anything that he gives you. In fact, even when people try to wreck it, all it does is make it better for you. Let me go here. Who was, we'll do a bit of interaction, is who was the most significant person in Jesus' life? Pardon? All I'm here is like, par. <laughs> what is that? What are they saying to me, Pastor? Please interpret. Who was it? Oh, yeah, that's other than God, okay? We're going to drop it to the to people, not stuff. Everyone here can. No, 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 no. 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 Mary's close. No. No. Jeff. Wasn't Jeff. Okay, here's a big lesson. Judas. The purpose that he came was to die on that cross and resurrect. Is that true? For this purpose I have come. Who pulled the trigger? Judas. Anyone who tries to wreck anything for you is setting you up. Are you hearing that, Pastor? Anybody that tries to wreck anything here is just setting you up. You'd almost be inviting heaven to come and wreck. Or hell even. It's almost like I see this Whatever can, be, whatever can be stolen, whatever can be killed, whatever can be destroyed, it's almost like a shopping list for God for you. Are you hearing this? I'm prophesying. I'm declaring. Just think, what has been stolen from you? Your joy, your peace, your love. It's going to multiply back to you. What has been killed? Your hope, your dream, your destiny. It is about to be resurrected. Bigger and better than before. It is. It is. Come on, I'm not convinced yet. It is. You're close. But I mean, when you're alone, when your emotions are pulling you down, it's coming to you. Because I have come. That's what he said. He's taken up possession of you and where you are and what you're going to do. And from now on, he's in there 
with you to make sure that whatever the enemy does to wreck it, he's just going to make it better. You think when Joseph, he had a dream, Joseph in the Old Testament, I've gone quiet again, it's freaking me out. You know who that Joseph is? You don't know who Judas is. You know who Joseph is? You do teach the Bible here, don't we? Kelly, you're teaching the Bible, eh? Thank you. Is that, I'll try this side. Is, oh yeah, this is much better. Is, is what? When you're, so who was the most significant people in Joseph's life? His brothers, you got it. Exactly. His brothers set him up. His brothers what? What did they do? They stole him. They made out that he was dead. Is that true? I didn't add this in my notes. I should have. That's because I got ambushed only 36 hours ago by this thing. But it shows you I'm prophesying and it's the Rima word. And what else did they do? And they destroyed his dream. That's what they thought. Let's destroy it. They stole his coat. They covered it in blood. And they tore it. Oh man, something's happening now. But all that did, kingdom life, was set you up. I tell you right now, while I'm sharing, destiny has been... You know what, no matter, let me tell you something. No matter what you face in the next couple of years, it's setting you up. Yeah. It is setting you up. But you're gonna go, you might, even now after today, oh, it's very exciting today, but you could end up in a pit or a prison. I better go that way, hey. <laughs> a pit or a prison. But then it's gonna be a palace. You want to be, we all want the palace. We all want the destiny. We all want the influence. But you've got to go through the pit and you've got to go through the prison. Man, I'm talking to someone here. Only I'm prophesying. For some of you, you've got the dream, but you're yet to face the pit. Let me smile. And you're led to be falsely accused, betrayed, and thrown into a prison. But you know, amazing what can happen in one day. It's amazing what can happen in one day because he has come. See, when, when God starts to chase you down, it's gonna happen. There is such a sense of destiny here. I feel like I'm not, I'm not talking to stuff. See, people, people are a linchpin. People are the, the connection between dust and stuff because we're dust with divine breathed into us. But you know what? I think I'm talking to some people who are starting to get a little bit more of divineness about them than dust. They're thinking a little bit more about the divine than the dust. The way they speak, the way they operate, the way they interconnect with people is more about divinity, godness, kingdomness than stuff. See, God, now, now this is the good, the good bit, see, he comes that you, the first part about that, you think he's here. Isn't it amazing that he is always here? That there is nowhere you can go that he is not. And I liked what was coming out in the worship that how great our God is. And I don't even wanna go down that track because you won't shut me up. Because I'll just leak out a little bit. Because our God or your God or my God is very, very great. <laughs> our God has no, oh, here we go. Our God has no enemy. Our God has no budget. 
Our God does not know what lack is. Our God has never been shocked. Our God has no, he fears nothing. Doesn't know what fear is. He is never worried. Our God does not sit up in heaven medicated. <laughs> God does not, when you get into trouble, go, oh God, man, I didn't see that happening. What are we gonna do with that problem? Our God, when you get a problem, laughs. In fact, our God, your God, and my God has a default of smiling and laughing. Is that true? Is that your God? I don't know about your, but my God laughs a lot. In fact, I've done, I've, let me give you a little one. This is what spiritual exercise I'm in now. This is a sort of spiritual, and I experiment on myself spiritually. <laughs> it's like crash text dummy spiritually. That's why the head's shaved, so. Is this, how fast can I get back to joyful? No matter what goes down, you think Paul and Silas, they copped a beating? We would say a flogging, which is what it was. And what do they get thrown in the, it says the lowest part of the prison, and what do they start doing? Singing. How fast does it take you if something gets stolen, something gets, come on, something looks like it's killed off, and something gets destroyed, how fast can you get back to laughing? being joyful. Come on, joy is actually the manifestation of the personality of Jesus in you. Is that true? Just turn to the person beside you and smile. Just practice. Yeah, once they smile, you start laughing, that's good. Some people's smile is like that. See, he has come. See, now God is, is, is very great and he is very powerful. In fact, there's no way of measuring it. We, there's no scale of measuring how, God, how powerful your God is. There's no way of even containing it or measuring it. And like he's, he's creating the universe and it keeps on being created. That there's no way that he is so great, he's love for you that it could never, you need eternity just to experience it. Is that true? Yeah. Your God is very great and he is very powerful and he is very good. He is so good. He is so good that he, he is not going to let anything be stolen that isn't brought back to you. He's not gonna anything be killed that he is not gonna resurrect. Come on, your dream. Who here is 55? Stand up, please. That's very Australian. Oh, look, now they want to negotiate. 55 or more, there goes the boss. <laughs> is that what you want? Is that okay, Joey? 55 or more? Okay. All right, now the dream is coming. I command in the name of Jesus for the dream to start again, not to be destroyed, a new impartation of vision, new impartation of vision, a new impartation of destiny in Jesus' name, darling. Yeah. 80 and still preaching, come on. Yes. Come on. Dreaming, there's still money to be made. Yes. Not earned, all of you are not, I declare this over you, you're not gonna earn money anymore. You are now gonna make money. You're gonna make money in Jesus' name. There's no more looking out, there is destiny on you and you're about to give out destiny. You gotta learn to lay hands on people. You gotta learn to impart. You gotta be able to be dream initiators. Come on, I refire you in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Sit down, have a seat. In Jesus' name. Miss, this girl here, Debbie, you're not a, you, your branding thing, you're not a brander, you're a prophet. How many times have you had that? 
thousand times. Hey, that's not fair on the rest of your industry. <laughs> because, see, you're dealing with God to deal with stuff. That's so unfair on them. That's, yeah, that's awesome. That's why you're so amazing at it. And you'll continue to be amazing at that and all sorts of other things in Jesus' name. Amen. You need to bring the prophetic into all that you do. You see? Did you try to tell her that before, have you? So you're not doing it yet? Oh, good. I thought we'd have to give you a smack around or something. Crazy good. How can you be crazy and good? That's very Texan, I suppose. <laughs> so he's come that you may, grace. You're not earning this. You're not earning it. Let me tell you this. You can't, you can't do anything to make Jesus love you more. Now we hear this. We hear this all the time. You can, but it's true. You cannot do anything to make him love you more. In fact, he loved you at your worst. And your worst is what qualified you. Not you. See, this smile is like supernatural, man. It just does stuff. It, come on. What? When you're at your worst. He loved us. In fact, it's, the Bible says that what? When we were at our worst, he died for us. Your worst is what qualifies you. Ha! That'll preach. You got that? You need to unpack that later. <laughs> Just a side note. I was preaching in Indonesia and I was telling Chuck about my interpreter. And we've got this meeting going, it's going crazy. Demons are coming out of people. Foom, foom. And the interpreters, we're getting really fired up. And then he turns to me, well, I, what I think I'm about to say my next thing, but he's actually then goes, give me the next point. In other words, I'm not preaching. I'm just giving him points so that he can preach. Yeah, I thought it was good up until then. <laughs> but let me tell you something. What? You, can't, you, you can't do anything to make him love you less. All the striving, what? He's come that I have come that you may. Not that you're earning it. No, you're doing it. And you've got to really, okay? Guess what? When someone, when someone gets destroyed, when someone gets killed, when something gets stolen, it's not because of you. We so default to that. When something bad happens, oh, what have I done? No, we're just in a fallen world. And stuff is going to happen. Stuff's going to happen. But I tell you what, when you figure that out, then it then we need to learn how to be joyful. We need to learn, and our new default is I'm now dealing with the divine. I'm not worried about the stuff because he's come that I may have life. Life. Life that cannot be killed. Life that cannot be stolen. Life that cannot be destroyed. Life that overflows and abounds, life that increases, life that's fruitful, life that dreams, life that speaks, life that creates, life that, that sees, life that hears, life that knows God. Life that spreads, life that impregnates, life that births. Is that what you got? Life that is eternal. Life that is contagious. Life that heals. Life that cannot be contained, cannot be compressed, 
cannot be withheld, cannot be bound. Life that cannot be shut up, life that cannot be turned off. And then, it, and see, he has come that you might live the life that he lives. See, he hasn't come that you would, you would have a better life. He has come to get rid of you that you might have his. That you don't get another chance at you. Well, I don't want that. Who, who doesn't want another go at them? Oh, no. We're not born again, us. We're born again, him. Let me give you this. This will preach. You ready for this? Because you're the only taking notes. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Everything that's true about Jesus is true about you. <laughs> Everything that's true about Jesus is true about you. Okay. <laughs> you know how we hear this? I don't know if you preach this. That, you know, we're meant to be more and more like Jesus. And I get that. And Paul does teach that, you know, copy me as I copy him or mimic me as I mimic him. I get that. I do understand that. But there's a greater truth than that. And that is, see, Jesus didn't come to be an example for us to follow. He came as an example of us. Of us. And it's just surrendering to that. We need to learn to receive that life and just operate from it. Learn to just step into it. Learn to surrender to it. Not earn it, surrender to it. Let me tell you something. The anointing and sleep are the same. I bagged that first. I preached that first. Everybody heard me say that first before any of this front row get it. Uh, you write that down. Kelly, Murray Newman, what's the date today? Somewhere in the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, what was it that I said? Like sleep, that's right. You can't make yourself go to sleep. In fact, the more you try to make yourself go to sleep, any of the worse it is. Is that true? The more you try to be holy, the more sinful I am. <laughs> That's true, isn't it? Try and be holy and we'll follow you. <laughs> and you'll follow. But you know what? It's this. I have to surrender to it. Grace, I have to surrender to. It's the same thing. The anointing, I can't work it up. You have to surrender to it. The power of God, I can't work it up. That's nutty. Nutty is okay. You have to surrender to it. That's why, you know what? When you're at your most neediest, you're most anointed. That's why when something gets killed, something gets stolen, something gets destroyed, that's when you're at your most anointed. Because you're no longer dependent on the stuff, but him. Is that true? And we've got to learn that this abundant life that we have is always available to us. And it's about to go off in here like a hand grenade. You've already been in it, but I feel like I'm just kind of pointing it to you. Like, it's almost like I'm saying, it's almost like this, like I'm saying this to you. Do you know that we're in a building? <laughs> Did you realize that? We're in a building. Now, for some of you, that's a bit of a shock. Oh. Well, that was more in the Californian church I was at. They might not know where they are. You have abundant life. And he has come to make sure you have it. And you do not want to get to heaven and find out you haven't used it all up. Come on, there is so much life to be had. And you're worried about, see, 
So much of our life is put up with trying to get some sort of safe place, strap down some stuff, try to make sure that nothing dies, try to make sure nothing gets stolen, that people don't leave, that, that, you know, we're trying to do all of that when really we're dealing with a God that has immeasurable amounts of all sorts of things. That's why I think, you know, it's one of the prophetic things that you said this morning on that, this evening, where am I, I don't know what time zone I'm in. It's about four o'clock in the morning for me, tomorrow. <laughs> when, I, when I talk to Chuck, I'm always prophesying from his tomorrow. <laughs> Is that, and it's probably, I would go as far as to say this sort of thing, but see, you had Kingdom Life San Antonio. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm about to say, hey. Because that means there could be Kingdom Life Sydney. Kingdom Life. <laughs> London, LA. Paris, LA, Kazakhstan. <laughs> Who's going there? Who feels the touch on that? Rome. Rome. Yeah, everybody says like Fiji, <laughs> Maui. Oh, let's just name them. Come on, give me the names. Yeah. Is that true? Because I tell you what, you're not going to be able, this room and this building and this city is not going to be able to contain the life that is oozing out of you. Like, you know, I feel sorry for every sick person that even comes near you. Every person that's dying is about to encounter life. Everybody is about to come into a kingdom where, no, you've got to think about it. The kingdom that you guys are ex, uh, uh, exhibiting is one that will never die. You've now started something that's eternal. You've now something that's now going to carry on and carry on and carry on and carry on. The kingdom life's going to be in heaven. Wow. That'll be really funny doing a prophetic school, Pastor Kelly, in heaven. You probably have Ezekiel and Moses, <laughs> Jeremiah, all sitting on the front row, taking notes. Because she's awesome. <laughs> it's true. It's funny, but it's going to happen. I'll be at the sitting at the back of that hall in about 10,000 years laughing at you. Or you teach on the prophetic in heaven. Okay. Let the games begin. <laughs> Kelly. Pastor Kelly. We're recording this, are we? We do? Oh, no. This is what I saw when I, I, I made sure I didn't check you out on social media or anything and they start talking to me, it's bad. But <laughs> I have to shut up, Chuck. Can you say shut up in church here? Sure. Awesome. Just turn the person beside you and say shut up. <laughs> okay, he's the role. I'm just giving him time to get organized. I know he's a guy, just help him out. Got it. Someone got this. There's no sound person. Is there a sound person? Oh, it's on the front. You're doing it that way. Cool. Oh, you have pregnant women in this church. That's good. You? Is this a... Kelly, you have ideas. You have ideas. You're an ideas person. Ideas, 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 ideas. You're anointed with ideas. You're a little idea sausage machine. But the idea is that sometimes you get so frustrated that you can't always do the ideas. And you don't always share all your ideas. But actually, you're the ideas person of this church. And it needs to be spoken. They need to get out there. This is what I see. I see you like having a box of like dynamite, you know, the old school, stick, light it and throw it. 
That's what your ideas do. You are, yeah, you just, and I see you lighting these things and throw them over a wall and wham, bits flying everywhere and then you just keep going. The ideas are going to release things in every area in, of this church, in everywhere in lives and people and things. In all, and it's like a never-ending box. As soon as you light one, and all God wants you to do is light the wick. Initiate your ideas. You don't have to carry them out, okay? You're off the hook. <laughs> you hear this? You're going to do the idea. You're going to do the idea. Need an idea? See Kelly, but that's it. She's not going to do the idea for you. She'll go, I think you should do this. Go do it. And it'll be God in Jesus' name. Who are these guys all in funny uniform? <laughs> that's one way to get a word, hey. <laughs> what is that? Can you all stand up? You're all together, I assume. So they goodies or baddies? <laughs> Seahawks is what? I think it's a football team. It's a football team. Okay. <laughs> You're winning. From now on, you win. I know about the Seahawks, but <laughs> you are going to win. You're going to win. You're going to win. And you're going to win. Pick a thing and you'll win at it. I'm not saying like lottery or anything like that. <laughs> but whatever has been making going backwards, whatever you thought you were a failure at, whatever wasn't working is now going to start to work supernaturally. You're going to observe God and things, man, you are such a sweetheart, darling, but I tell you what, now you're going to win. It's not just going to be about encouraging people and thinking everybody else go forward, but you're going to go forward from this day onwards in Jesus' name. And young man, you're going to win. You're smart. You are smart. You're good at something. Everybody has to be good at something, hey. But you're good at three things. You only think you have two, but I'm just looking, I'm going to give him three, God. You're good at three things, and as you discover the three things, they're going to knit together and are going to work together. I wish I, could, I can't flap my fingers. But a three-chord strand is not easily broken. It's going to be a real supernatural thing, and you're in the right house to learn how to do that under a man who knows how to do multitask and multi-skill in Jesus' name. And you're going to win, Ace. You're just going to dead set win. Yours is completely different. You're going to be real focused, like sniper. And you know what? And sometimes, you know, you only have to win by one point. True? Okay, sit down, that's enough. <laughs> you two. You two here, Lady Diana. <laughs> and handsome. That was a good day's work, mate. Marrying her. Oh, you're not together. <laughs> Sorry, then sit down. <laughs> Who's married to you? He's not here. Where is he? He's not here. That shows you how prophetic I am. <laughs> so sorry. What's your husband's name? Larry. Larry's about to step into something that he's never stepped in before. Door's about to open up that he's never stepped into before. And it's almost like he's going to create a slipstream for you. And there's very much a call of ministry on the both of you. There's ministry. And wherever you go, it's not... And it's good that you're in this house too because there's not the... Was it 17-something or other? The German theologian Martin Luther nailed his thesis to the wall of the Witten, Witten something or other. Yeah, Witten, that one. <laughs> and he stopped the separation between secular and spiritual. Wherever you go, it's spiritual. Money is spiritual. I'm not going to preach that. But 
but it's spiritual. It's ministry and a door of ministry. It might not look like that, but that's actually what it is. It's an opening into people. It's an opening. And it might look like promotion, it might look like that, but it's actually God wants you to really have an idea that, okay, God, this is about the divine. This is not about stuff. In Jesus' name. Amen. And you're in for promotion. We'll give you one anyway, seeing I insulted you. Is your wife here? You sure? (laughs) And your name is? Kerry. Gary. Gary. (laughs) Gary. We say Gary. (laughs) Now, you know Ed Trout. I know that. (laughs) That should be funny. But I see God stacking things around you, God gathering to you, God bringing things to you, things that have been lost, stolen, broken, God gathering it to you, God actually bring it to you. And God's gonna, you're about to enter into a season of great rest and watching God just restore, 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 even around your wife, things are being restored, restored relationships, connections, even relationships that you thought were long and over. They're going to start to be restored back to you and they're going to bring things to you. You're going to, your friends are actually going to like bring things to you. Gifts and stuff is going to come to you and flow to you in amazing ways. It's going to shock you. Remember me when that happens. <laughs> in Jesus' name. Okay, we've got to go quicker. We've got to go quicker. Amongst the commoners. All right. Oh, man, now you're all putting up your little thing to go, get me, get me. (laughs) All right. Everybody that's wearing white, stand up. Because that's the anointed color today. And you watch how people will cheat and say, I've got white underwear on. (laughs) Yeah, that'll count. Come on. It's a grace church. Anybody? Yeah, you got your white pants on. Is everybody with white got man white hair? Okay. No more being destroyed. No more having stuff wrecked. I see God restoring and putting things back together for all of you. And it's almost like the now there's now a clean slate. That white that you've worn is prophetic of a clean slate, of starting all over again. And God's going to write a new plan. God's going to write a new family for you. God's going to write a new history for you. The enemy had a plan for you, but that's just got wrecked. Because Jesus has a plan for you, darling. And you're just blessed. You have a clean slate, a new start. For all of you, God is going to start to write and you're going to have dreams and it's going to reveal stuff. Even while you thought you were already on your way, God's going to go, nah, I'm going to upgrade that in Jesus' name. That really good super couple straight through here, she's like supermodel grinning at me. Yeah, you're looking at her. You know who I was talking about. Your husband knew who we were. Upgrade. God's going to write already a new thing for you. It's like I see God singing a new song, like a new theme over you. You're not going to be like the underdog. You're not going to be that. You're not Rocky. You're not that fight my way. I've got to fight. I've got to fight my way. That's going to stop in Jesus' name. And you're just going to win. You're just going to win. You're going to be like David, walk on the field and say, you know what? I've killed lions and bears. This problem is easy. And the good thing about big problems, they pay really well. (laughs) You're never to be intimidated ever again with a problem in Jesus' name. Never again in Jesus' name. All right. You realize when I say that, that means everybody that's standing up. Okay, sit down. Okay, okay, no, this is weird. Who's wearing a white watch? Stand up, stand up. I'm trying to, 
God's redeeming your time. God's redeeming everything. God's redeeming your time. And it's all about timing, darling. Timing is everything in comedy, in investing, in relationships. Time. Father, I pray right now that these girls, all girls, you start to give them time like never before. God can bring back, okay, this is a big one. Are you ready? The fallout of this is this. God can do, remember, for God, a day is in a thousand years. God can upgrade what you think you've lost, what you thought was a waste of time, where you think you're doing nothing and it's not really counting. God can just, oh, I'm too sweaty. Click, amen. And whatever, whatever needed to happen in the last three years that might not have happened can be done. Amen, sit. Please. You guys are polite. We thank you so much that you had your war of independence. <laughs> because, because you did that, they sent us to Australia. Cool, hey. Who's wearing black? Stand up. I'm doing the big. <laughs> oh! Come on, Kelly. Come on. They're all kind of figured out. <laughs> Who's not sure what black is? I don't know how colorblind you have to be to not know what black is. <laughs> I'm trying, okay? All right. No more death. No more death. Father, I rebuke the devourer in Jesus' name. Father, I come against whatever is devouring, whatever is taking, whatever is calling darkness, whatever is blinding. Father, I command light to come in. Father, I command the end of the enemy. Father, I say right now that, Lord, that they'd see like they've never seen before. Father, I speak, Father, the Spirit of God to brood over all the darkness and over all the chaos. And Father, I pray that now in each and every life there would be light in Jesus' name. That Lord, now that would start to things that have been falling apart, things that are chaotic, things that have been nothing to now to become something in Jesus' name. I tell you what, God has been going to be with your mouth like he's never been before. He's going to be with your mouth. He's going to be with your mouth, mate. He's going to be with your mouth, darling. He's already with your mouth, but you're going to get an upgrade. <laughs> You're going to be with your mouth. Put your hand on your mouth. Father, I pray right now you anoint these lips, that you grab the hold of that tongue, that, Father, you start to let them speak over the darkness and the chaos and let the Spirit of God hover and let, Father, the, a whole world, a whole thing start, to, a whole kingdom start to be released in these lives. Father, I pray right now, destiny, Father, to jump up. Father, may there be destiny in their mouths. May they prophesy their own future. May they bring about great miracles and great breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray right now, life to flow in Jesus' name like never, never, never before. Life is gonna flow like never before in Jesus' name. Life is gonna flow like never before in Jesus' name. Oh, shut up, That's an Australian tongues for you. Great things are happening for you, mate. What's his name? Derek, he doesn't know what black is, yeah. No, the other, you. Yeah, yeah, stand up, everybody sit down, you stand up. Is this anyone beside you? That is someone. I know it's a someone, but that's his... I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> That's okay. So it's open slather now, is it? <laughs> Darling, you are so... <laughs> See, we would say in Australia, terribly kind. 
but you're amazingly kind. Like you're supernaturally kind. It's actually God kind. It's like God kind that causes repentance. It's like God kind that kind of breaks chains. It's like God kind that actually brings deliverance to people. In fact, all of hell is terrified of your kindness. And kind is like your superpower. And like it works on him, hey. It does, hey. When she's kind, money, stuff, yes, dear. But you, sir, are about to be so victorious in Jesus' name. So victorious. You know, your past, even your heritage has just been hell. But I tell you right now, from now on, things are going to change in your whole life. You know, my dad was born in prison. I'm going to get, and I, it's like, but you know what? My brother and I are serving God now. We would have been in prison. You know what? From now on, you know, your kids, your grandchildren, I pray this. Not, you know, we want Jesus to come back, but I'm not suicidal about that. <laughs> We've got stuff to do, hey. We've got people to save. But I declare this over you, that you will see the fourth generation preaching the gospel in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Any kids yet? Four. Come on. We're growing the church. Amen. <laughs> Kindness. Or you think, I don't know if you quickly, someone do the numbers. Who's a mathematician? Four, and then they all each have four, and then they all each have four. <laughs> Heaps. 128. You think one day, what do you, I don't know what you do. I hope technology is in such a way. Imagine that, getting 120 text messages to great granddad of how many people got saved today, granddad. It could be in the thousands. Oh, man, I'm envious. That is, I can feel God on that. Whether they, whether, and who knows if they text it to you or they hologram it to you or whatever, they'll do it to you then. You'll be sitting there with no teeth and just laughing. And, uh, maybe one. Bless you. In Jesus' name. Who are all the musicians? Anyone that plays an instrument. And I don't mean if you even are up here. I mean, even if you can hum. Who are all the musicians? And you don't, I don't mean, I mean, uh, you know, you play an instrument. I mean, I don't mean like you tap on the steering wheel of the car. You play something. It just ran into the cupboard. <laughs> Is that I, you all, you are all about to shake something. You're all about to shake something. And I really want to prophesy over this, that you prophesy with your instruments, whether you strum it, you hit it, you, you blow into it, or whatever it is that you do, that whatever you do to that is releasing something over your own life actually releasing something that's going to actually, it's like an atmosphere changer and life is going to flow. Life is going to flow. And you're going to feel the atmosphere and you're going to start to become an atmosphere effect. Even if you think, man, I never thought I was anointed at this. But see, the anointing, we just surrender to it. I want you to no longer strive, no longer be frustrated, no longer judge yourself, but to surrender to his anointing and his presence. You know what? I reckon some of the most anointed music is just played in a bedroom somewhere because it's to the Father, because it's, no, you know, it's not stuff. It's just, it's not even with people. 
It's just you and him. And life is gonna flow. And your word is more. He's got more. More of him. More blessing. More anointing. And anointing is always brings freedom. Anointing always brings change. Change. You're a change agent. You all are. You're all about to bring your own change. I want you to think about what needs to change. What's been stolen? What's been killed off? What's been destroyed? It's about to change in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm done and dusted. <laughs> let's, let's just thank Pastor Muzz. Was that amazing? We want to, um, we really do want to bless Murray with an offering. So Jeff, just put up on the screen the number where you can text to give. Or if you want to try out our new website, go to kingdomlifesa.com, click on give and donate, and you can select the guest speaker option. We really just want to, we're going we're gonna to bless him anyway. If you want to help us, just give an offering to him. This really isn't about trying to meet a need. It's about honor. It's, it's really about us just honoring somebody that has just poured out. And one of the ways that we honor is just by giving of our finances. So we want to do that. And uh, let's just pray. Let's put your hand on your heart. Father, we just thank you so much for every word that was given tonight. Lord, I just thank you for every word that was deposited. I thank you for the, that we didn't just get information tonight, but we got impartation. And we even just declare and believe that we are going to leave tonight changed, transformed, and uh, just we're going we're gonna to step into another level of our destiny and who you say we are. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's just thank Pastor Muzz one more time.